welcome back to the Wrestling Griffin Podcast. This is your host Mike. It's just me today. Uh, I didn't get, I didn't uh, link up with Larry, so that's on me. But it's me, it's you, uh, and it, whoever you got next to you. Going through your speakers. Let's talk about the week of wrestling. We just gonna stick with the title pictures. Try to keep this thing quick. But uh, I'm glad you're here. Let's talk about it. Welcome back to the Wrestling Group Podcast. Thank you for being here. Uh, this is your host, Mike, doing a solo episode. Uh, I got real busy, didn't have time to link up with Larry. Uh, so we're just going to run through uh, basically just the main the main things that happened last week. Uh, as you see, when this episode is dropped, it's going to be dropped on uh, August 3rd, which is a Monday. So we just, let's just talk about last week real quick. Uh, just the main spots, the title pitchers uh, jumping into Raw. Uh, their tag team title picture uh, looks like we're set for Andrade and Garza taking on the Street Profits. Uh, this I'm looking forward to, uh, and I really want to see a title change here. I want to see Angel and Garza with gold around their waist. Uh, that's me being a little bit biased, uh, simply because I love uh, Andrade so much. Uh, Andrade is he's the man, dude. His skill level is it's like no other. Uh, Garza, a third generation superstar, uh, and just pure gold. Yeah, get let those dudes get the titles, even if it's only for a little bit. Excuse me. The Street Profits have had a a long, significant run. Uh, maybe not so significant, but it's been long. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's been about four months. And just because they're not really doing a whole lot with those titles, uh, maybe just get it off them for a little bit. Get the titles off of them, freshen those guys up, and put them back on the chase. Uh, in, the time, in that meantime, you can let uh, Angel Garza and Andrade have those titles. They are your only... They are the only uh, heel team on Raw, so that gives. I mean, put the titles, put the titles on them, and you can have every other team on Raw chase them because every other team is a babyface. So that's basically where you're at right there with the tag team picture. You got the tag team titles being held by a babyface team, and all the other teams are babyface teams except for one. Uh, let's move on to the. United States title picture, uh, which is kind of clustered. Uh, man, as we all know, uh, Apollo is still the United States champion, uh, but has not been seen in about three weeks to a, three weeks to a month. Uh, I'm hoping he jumps back out tonight. Uh, I'm not sure where he is, man. I haven't heard anything about where he is. Uh, but in my opinion, MVP is holding that scene down. Uh, strong, him and the hurt with him, the hurt business, the hurt business. Sorry, that's my black side. Uh, the hurt business, uh, really just, you know, right there by his side. He's cutting major promos. Uh, MVP has a raspiness to his voice that helps you really feel those promos. That raspiness in his voice, uh, really. It really makes, it really helps me believe that he believes what he's saying. 
and that's what you that's what you need uh, when it comes to being a top guy in this company. And you know the WWE is you need to be uh, strong when you deliver those promos. You, you got to be strong with everything that you do out there. Uh, and he's delivering. Only thing about the hurt business is uh, Bobby Lashley. Are really, really, really. That's the thing. So in WWE, you get so many repeat matches, but we got Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre one time, and I feel like Bobby Lashley could still be going for that title. But at the same time, I get why you don't put him in the title picture again. You don't want to have if you're not going to take the title off of Drew. Maybe just kind of keep Bobby Lashley away from that title picture for a little bit until you get closer to uh, taking that title off of Drew because you don't want to put too many uh, title losses above Bobby Lashley's head. Uh, He is still a strong talent, so let's keep him like that. Uh, Sheldon Benjamin. Oh, Sheldon Benjamin. A guy that I really like, uh, if you can see my WWE 2K19 universe, uh, he's a top guy. <laughs> he's a top guy on SmackDown for me. But uh, Sheldon Benjamin, man, with that 24-7 title, uh, I guess it's still gold. I guess if you want to try to elevate that title, and Sheldon Benjamin and the Hurt Business uh, go for it. But so far, no such luck. Uh, so far, it's been kind of crappy. So, uh, and then the moment he loses that belt, it's gonna be like it's gonna it's gonna uh, it's gonna bring the Hurt Business down. Uh, not sure why he had to get that gold. I mean, I guess he couldn't go for the United States title. He couldn't go for any continental title. I mean, maybe Sheldon Benjamin and Bobby Lashley can team up, and that can be your other heel tag team uh, on Raw. So if Andrade and Garza lose to the Street Profits, uh, then that's who needs to be linked up next together is Bobby Lashley and Sheldon Benjamin. Put those two dudes together. And basically let Bobby Lashley go out there and grab those tag team titles and just let uh, Sheldon Benjamin hold on to one of them. Moving on to the Raw Women's uh, title picture. Uh, I was surprised. I was surprised to see uh, Sasha Banks take that title off of Asuka. Uh, And honestly... The way they went about doing this is dreadful. Uh, I'm glad that they got to where they wanted to get to with Sasha Banks holding that Raw Women's title. But it's it's been a long, crappy road. Uh, but I'm glad, she, I'm glad she got it, finally. If that, I just don't understand why... I understand they wanted to get the visual of Bailey and Sasha holding all the gold uh, at one point, and they got that visual 
when Bailey made that false three count and Oscar got out and left with the title. Uh, but this angle was lost completely when the next night after uh, after Extreme Rules, the next night when Oscar showed no fire and no desire in getting that uh, that title back from from Sasha. The angle is lost there. So I'm glad that that part of it is done. Uh, maybe they can write a third chapter between Asuka and Sasha for SummerSlam. But I'm guessing that's going to put Shayna Baszler in the picture with Nia Jax. That's just me rambling off. Okay, uh, but yeah, I, I'm hoping that, that maybe we just get one more title match between them. Which that would be a mage title match because Sasha Banks has a record of never defending a title. She is now, I guess, a six-time women's champion, but she has lost each one of her titles on the first defense. So maybe we get there where Sasha Banks has to defend that title against Oscar and she loses again, and Bailey doesn't help her, and then that's how you get to the. Uh, tearing Sasha and Bailey apart. I'm not sure how they're gonna. I'm not sure how they're gonna tear those two apart at this point. But that's where we are with that. Since uh, Kari Sane is now officially gone, uh, she's you know done with WWE at least for now. Uh, Sasha and Bailey. Looking strong, they got all the they got all the gold on the main roster that they can get, that they can grab. Uh, yeah, Oscar. Oscar's a talent that's always really strong and doesn't truly need the title, but Oscar Oscar having the title uh, does kind of legitimize her as just being that top woman on Raw. But let's just see. Uh, this is a story that I don't think anybody can truly look forward and see where they're going just between Sasha and Oscar. Uh, we just gotta go with that week by week and see where it all lands uh, that brings us to our main title the WWE Championship on Raw held by champ Drew McIntyre uh, very obvious setup Honestly, which is why Raw's ratings dropped from a 1.9 to a 1.4 by the third hour of Raw because I'm sure everybody like me knew how Raw was going to end. It was going to end with Drew McIntyre beating Dolph Ziggler one more time uh, and then being RKO'd by Randy Orton. And that's exactly what happened. Only thing is, if you tuned out and you didn't watch the end of the Raw, then you missed a damn fun match. Drew and Dolph uh, didn't didn't you spend a whole lot of time in this match, but they they didn't they didn't start slow. It was just it was just a really fun match. Uh, what I do like about it is they 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 changed it. It wasn't a championship match. Uh, 
and this is why I like that part so much. Me personally, my biggest pet peeve in wrestling, everybody has pet peeves in wrestling, but my biggest pet peeve is when you say that the champ is going to have a championship match with somebody that's like, you know, two or three weeks away, or a month away or whatever, they're going to fight such and such for a title, and then they have another title defense in between that. That burns me up because it's like, eh... It's like, why would you say you're going to throw another title picture, another title match in between a title match that you've already advertised? That, that's where, when you look at wrestling, when, you, or when, people outside, when people outside of wrestling look at wrestling and then they see something like that, uh, they go, well, yeah, that's why I don't watch because you're clearly showing us the fakeness of product and these guys are really going out there you know risking injury risking their lives and risking you know their overall well-being for for you know for just to be obviously you know exposed and so I'm glad that, I'm glad that they changed Dolph and Drew to a non-title match uh, it was fun. Dolph, Dolph is one of those guys that can deliver when he wants to. Uh, and Drew is still on fire from WrestleMania. He's holding this fire like uh, like I've never seen before. He is trying to ride this wave of momentum as much as he can. And he's going to ride that all the way into a title match at WrestleMania with... I mean, not WrestleMania, I'm sorry. At, uh, at SummerSlam with Randy Orton. Uh... Just so you guys know, I've heard little rumors. If I find anything else out, I'll let you know for sure. Uh, but I've heard slight rumors of the WWE doing the best they can to get SummerSlam in a different location. Maybe a beach or a boat. I'm not quite sure how much uh, belief and trust you can put into that. But that's just a slight rumor that I heard. Uh, Alright, let's move on to the Wednesday, to the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, Wednesday night, my favorite night. Uh, it's, I mean, that's the best, it's the best night for me in wrestling. If I didn't watch anything, if I was just a casual fan and just wanted to watch wrestling, I would just probably just straight up stick with uh, Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights, you got two companies that, that, uh, AEW, NXT, they both, uh, they both plan ahead, they both do very solid planning ahead, and that, I guess what makes those shows better, is they can do kind of long-term planning, and give guys time off, and, you know, and rest them, you know, you don't want to keep, if you keep seeing the guy, same guys over and over and over, they do, that person does get dull. Uh, but Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, uh, NXT, AEW, they don't do monthly shows, uh, monthly pay-per-views, so they can, they can tell a much longer, drawn-out, well-thought-out story, uh, but yeah, let's go, let's start with, uh, NXT, uh, title pictures, the women's title picture, uh, Io Shirai, looks like Io Shirai's gonna clash with, uh, Dakota Kai, 
kind of don't want Dakota Kai to do this. I like Dakota Kai, and I want Dakota, Dakota Kai to maybe hold some gold. Because uh, I feel like I feel like Dakota Kai, when she made this heel turn, that was the best decision she could have made. Because she was a flat baby face. I mean, flat. I mean, she was as bad as a... She was as bad as a soda that you pull out the fridge and you don't get that... That... When you turn the top. Yeah, she was like that. She was that type of flat. Uh, so, the Dakota Kai moving up, moving around, and uh, trying to do a title picture thing is great. Uh, I'm wondering where her... Uh, where Raquel Gonzalez is. Raquel Gonzalez needs... Dakota Kai needs Raquel Gonzalez at least in her corner. I know their chemistry in tag team matches is pretty bad, uh, but she needs she needs that big uh, intimidation factor in her corner. Uh, maybe at Takeover Thirty, since that's like a significant takeover. Maybe you don't do a one-on-one match. Maybe you do it like a Fatal Four Way. Uh, something where when Io Shirai wins, she doesn't have to pin Dakota Kai yet, and then you can stretch that story out a little bit more, uh, because Dakota Kai deserves a good shot, she deserves a fair shot, uh, give, and give it to her, man, but, uh, I don't want to see her lose, and Dakota, and since Io Shirai just got that women's title, uh, she's not dropping that title yet, she's not gonna be a transitional champion of any type, at least not right now, unless, I don't know where her contract stands, but I do know her husband is Evil, the new Intercontinental and World Champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling. She might be wanting to go back home soon. That's something I have heard already, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, the North American title, uh, still vague. No clear direction on where they're going to go with that yet. Uh, as far as who wins, who's going to win that title. Uh, Let's just keep looking forward to that. So far in, a, in that five-man ladder match is going to be Loomis and uh, Bronson Reed. But I'm looking forward to maybe a six-person being added, maybe at the last minute or uh, at the last chance entry or whatever. Five, a five-man ladder match just seems kind of odd to me. So I'm still looking for that six-person. We'll see if I'm right on that. Uh... Now let's go to, man, 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 the Cruiserweight title, uh, Santos Escobar, dude, I like, I really, really, really like this dude, man, this dude makes that title feel important, uh, he seems like a, a kind of an untouchable dude, and you, when you get matches like, uh, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, I love Swerve, and, uh, Jake Atlas, uh, that, those two dudes, they just went out there, they had a nice, strong, you know, nine-minute match or whatever it was, just to have the opportunity to fight Escobar, and he's that type of champ, he's a type of champion where he has that belt, you don't want to see nobody take it off of him, uh, you don't really want to see him every week, uh, but you know when you do see him, you're going to get something good. And when you see him, he looks like a champ where title defenses have to be earned. And that's what we're getting out of uh, 
this cruiserweight title picture. So it looks like Swerve is going to be the first person to challenge Escobar uh, for that title. And I, I'm guessing that's until they can find a way for it to make sense and for it to have meaning behind it uh, of getting Drake Maverick back around to that title picture. Alright, let's talk about uh, this NXT title picture. Uh, Keith Lee and Karrion Cross. The, the meaning of the story, the basis of the story is great. Uh, I'm always going to love Keith Lee. Uh, I'm from Texas. He's from Texas, Wichita Falls, so, which is only about 45 minutes up the street from where I am right now. Keith Lee, I love that he has this North American title, I'm sorry, the NXT Championship, and I love that he gave up the North American title, uh, but I'm not sure how I feel about Karrion Cross being his first uh, big challenge. Uh, the story that they told with him is great, of how he's just basically been unstoppable, had so much momentum, got to the title, then fought Di- I'm sorry uh, Dijak first for the NXT Championship or well, both titles fought Dijak first and was uh, so much far ahead of Dijak that he's ever been before that story was told perfectly then you get uh, Karrion Cross in the picture but honestly I'm not too high on Karrion Cross. he's a guy that he hasn't really shown me anything uh, his match with Champo really wasn't a match. Uh, his match with Dijak was kind of, kind of, eh. The story was there, the story was told, and the story was good. But the story didn't make me care about Karrion Cross. So, that's where I am, that's where I'm stuck at right now, is, is, is caring about Karrion Cross. I just simply do not care about this guy. Uh, so I'm looking forward to the match because the story behind the match is great. But I just don't care about both people in the match, and I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure how how I'm supposed to believe that Karrion and Cross can take out Keith Lee. I don't quite remember seeing anything that. I don't remember seeing anything in a match that quite tells me how he can beat Keith Lee. He hasn't been carrying. We haven't seen any limits of carrying cross. We haven't seen much. He hasn't even truly had a long rivalry where he comes out on top. Champa's Champa wasn't a long rivalry. It was just uh, something that happened really quick. But it wasn't a it wasn't a rivalry. We haven't seen Karen Cross fight from down under, basically. Uh, so let's just, let's just see where that goes. Uh, in AEW, well, let me just say this real quick. In, in AEW, uh, Sunny Kiss. I know Sunny Kiss is a very different person. Sunny Kiss is a man refers to himself as gender neutral so if you call 
uh, Sunny Kiss, he or she is carrying, uh, not, I'm sorry, uh, Sunny Kiss is fine with either, and with that going on, I would love to see Sunny Kiss be the first person, I believe the first person, I'm not a wrestling historian, but I believe Sunny Kiss could be the first person to hold a women's title and a men's title. I'm just saying, you got the pieces there. Uh, maybe in a few years, like five or six years, send a year around that long. Uh, go for it. Let that be that. Sunny Kiss, women's champ, and a men's title. But you see the title pictures in AEW. Uh, AEW is way is much diff- much more diff- much more difficult to. Uh, to uh, predict, and I'm looking. That's one reason I like AEW. Is I love NXT more, but I like AEW also. And I'm hoping I have the money this time around to actually watch this AEW pay per view uh, that's coming around because I have not watched one yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to paying for, and per- I'm paying for sitting down and watching and enjoying a AEW pay per view. Uh, so I'm looking forward to just trying to check out this all in next time he comes around, which is should be pretty soon here. Uh, their title picture: Champs Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Uh, dude, I honestly have no idea who's going to be their challengers. They have a ranking system, but the number one contenders for the titles, the uh, Dark Order, they just lost to the Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega. So, maybe FTR fight for the titles next, at the next big pay-per-view. I'm not quite sure about that one. That one, I'm just drawing a blank on it. Not sure where they're going to go. AEW hasn't been around long enough for us to see what type of a pattern they have. What type of a pattern they have when it comes to booking. So, that's kind of up in the air. But, for me, uh, Hangman, Adam Page, Kenny Omega... Uh, I'm I'm down to watch any match that they do anytime. Um, I love both of those guys, and Kenny Omega is the reason that I started watching AEW, and the reason I continue to watch AEW was because of Kenny Omega. I know he's not at the top. I know that he's been pretty much defined now, but that's my choice, and I can respect that choice because Kenny Omega is the type of dude that you can put right back at the top whenever you want with one good match. Uh, the TNT title or the women's title let's go let's go to the women's title women's title another title where I have no idea who's gonna be the challenger her next challenger and you know why this is why we don't know who the next big challenger to the TNT title will be um, and why we're not well we know who the challenger for the the AEW world championship is gonna be but we'll get to that in a second because they got my biggest pet peeve going on right there. Uh, the reason we don't know what's going to happen with these three other titles, the the Tag Team Championships, the Women's Championship, and the TNT title, is because I know we're tired of the repeats with WWE, the repeat matches, but that's how, that's how they continue to that's how they stretch it out basically 
that's basically how they stretch it out. They they give you these repeat matches over and over and over while you while they build up someone else to fit to fit that slot next. And AEW doesn't do that. They give people title matches uh, fairly quickly. At that, they get title matches, uh, and they defend every every single title is defended on a can be defended at any time on the weekly show. Uh, oh man, that's the thing with AEW. Since they they burn through their matches really quickly, and at this rate, I see AEW. This is just me talking. I see AEW running out of uh, creative things to do. Then they're going to start spinning their wheels. And then they're going to start having uh, a shitty product. Because they, they're trying to be so different from WWE. That they don't see that the one they don't see the things that WWE does good. And the reason that they've been around for so long. Uh can't burn through everything so quickly, <laughs> which is exactly what AEW is doing. They're burning through all of their matches super, super quickly. Uh, so with those three titles, I have no idea where they're going, uh, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, I guess you can look at the AEW uh, rankings and see who's next, uh, but they're kind of all over the place with those main three titles and then when it comes to the AEW championship what well, I just said what my biggest pet peeve is and there it is right there um, MJF who's gold gold if, if Larry was with me we would be talking about AEW, we would be talking about MJF and Ricky Starks uh, about how good they both are on the mic uh, but Larry's not with me, I, and that's my fault, once again, but, uh, MJF is now challenging, laid, he just laid the challenge out there for the AEW Championship, which is great, and he's, he wants to do it at the big show, which is great, but this week, we get, we see John Moxley taking on Darby Allen for the title. Uh, why? Why announce a match for John Moxley with John Moxley and MJF for the title? And then you have another title match in between it. That means this title match between Darby Allen and Moxley, I have no investment in it. I can completely skip this. I can completely not watch AEW for a week. Why? Because, uh, because y'all pissed me off. Because, dude, I get it. Darby Allen can win, and they can just switch up the, the the graphics, and all of a sudden there's Darby Allen versus MJF at All Out or All In. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, sorry about that. I wish I did know, but I don't know. Just that right there, they basically killed the any momentum or any investment that I would have in a title match between Darby Allen and John Moxley because John Moxley already has a title fight scheduled for a later date. Uh, all right, guys, appreciate appreciate y'all for staying with me. Just give me a second; I'll be right back. I need to 
go clock back in and get back to work. Uh, but I can come back and we'll talk about SmackDown. And I can't wait to talk about SmackDown. SmackDown is great. Uh, but that's me. I'm just a Bray Wyatt fan. So I'm biased when it comes to him and uh, everything he does. So uh, I'll be back. So I know there's no commercial break, but just so you know why things are going to sound different when I come back to the show. Baby, won't you meet me by the feet? early, maybe later, you could show me things. You know what it is whenever I visit. Windy city, she blowing me kisses, no. 30 degrees, way too cold, so hold me tight. Will I see you at the show tonight? Will I see you at the show tonight? Hey. Truck to the plane, to the truck, truck to the hotel lobby. Me, I go through underground garages, presidential suite on deposit. Elevator up to the room, shower up, and then we hit the club. Touchdown, gotta see what's up. Area code in my phone, what numbers do I still have? Who do I know from the past? Hit one, she say she got a man. Hit another one, it goes green. Must have changed foes on the team. Remember when you let me in between? That was 2017, all good. Chuck a look around, find one to see my type. Damn, my dog, and he know what I like. He done found me plenty in my life. Problem is, I meet a girl tonight. Then I go and treat her too nice. Galleria credit card swipes. I don't even know if she a wife. But I do know one thing, no. Women, they come, they go. Saturday through Sunday, Monday. Monday through Sunday, yo. Maybe I'll love you one day. Maybe we'll someday grow. Till then, I sit my drunk ass on that runway on this one way. So, on SmackDown, uh, talking about the SmackDown title picture, uh, the, the tag team titles are on Cesaro and Nakamura. Uh, that's great. I love Cesaro. I love Nakamura. Two of the most talented guys on the entire roster. And they finally have gold. And it looks like their first opponents are going to be the Lucha House Party. Which is crazy. The Lucha House Party is missing Kalisto. And I, I, I wonder where Kalisto is. I don't have anything on him. Uh, hoping, I am hoping that uh, he does show up kind of soon. But just let's say Dorado and Grand Metalik, they will do great. They can they can really they can have really good matches, and so I'm looking forward to seeing those two teams just really go at it, and let's see what we get out of this uh, SmackDown tag team title picture since it's been fresh and it has been freshened up with Nakamura and Cesaro. So I'm looking forward to see what that brings. Uh, the SmackDown Women's title, Bailey. Uh, Honestly, I didn't know what was going to happen with, between Bailey and Nikki Cross, so that I had some excitement watching this match. Uh, and they really put it on. They really put on a good match. Uh, Nikki Cross has came a long, has come a long way since uh, since her time in NXT. She was one of those women that I thought when she was moved up that she was moved up way too fast. 
and that's what's up, man. She, I thought she was moving way too fast, and I thought, you know, I didn't think that she would make it. I didn't, I didn't want to see them separate her from Sanity. I was mad about that. Uh, I didn't think she had any real wrestling ability, uh, none that I could see. And so far, she's had two, and she's had two recent uh, world title matches, man. That's mage on her part. So I'm look, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next. Uh, so on SmackDown, she did lose to Bailey. Uh, so now that makes me wonder what's next for Bailey. Who else should be coming after that title? You got Mandy and Sonya tied up, you know, with each other. And I know I'm supposed to only be talking about the title pictures, but SmackDown was great. The that that last. Uh, ending of SmackDown with just three women section, just the three women matches, uh, just really, just really going at it, man. That was great. I love SmackDown this past week, especially the ending. Uh, Sonya beat the hell out of Mandy. She said she was gonna make her ugly, and she failed because it's kind of hard to make Mandy Rose ugly. I know Larry wish he was on here with me right now to uh, talk about Mandy Rose, but uh, Mandy. Can't really make that woman ugly. I don't care how much lipstick you get all over her face and in her hair, and you cut her hair, you know, all jagged. She's still, she's still looking top notch. God damn it! But uh, <laughs> I've, I've, I've mentioned this how I feel about Mandy Rose before, anyway. But uh, yeah, man, it's I don't know what's next for Bailey. Uh, I. Can't, sitting here and really thinking about it, nobody, I don't think they have a woman that they've built into that spot, uh, no to Alexa Bliss, she has no momentum behind her, uh, Sasha Banks is, you know, raw champ, uh, Lacey Evans has had her shot, but she's tied up with Naomi right now, uh, Naomi, like we just said, she's tied up with Lacey Evans. Uh, have no idea where Carmella is wrestling-wise. I know she does a lot of other things outside of wrestling. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see this Friday where Bailey goes, man. I have no idea what's going to happen with Bailey and that SmackDown Women's title. Uh, or those tag team titles that they're holding. Honestly, those tag team titles, I felt like, I felt this way about uh, two, three weeks ago. I feel like those tag team titles need to be in NXT on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They would do, they would be great women tag team champions. And why not, I mean, I'm not, damn it, but I'm thinking about that, and now I'm thinking, I don't want to put, this might not be a good idea to put so much gold inside of NXT. Remember, NXT used to only have uh, three pieces of gold. Now NXT has the NXT Championship, the NXT Women's Championship, the Tag Team Championships, the Cruiserweight Championship, and the North American Championship, and the UK Championship. <laughs> NXT has a lot more gold now than they had before. Maybe they, maybe they don't want to add the Women's Tag Team titles to, the, to those... Uh, to that show, but they got some kind of way to get those off of Bailey and Sasha. 
Let me see. Their heels are not going to just drop them. They're not going to do anything noble. Uh, but uh, here we go. My favorite part of SmackDown, because I am a big Bray Wyatt fan, is the Fiend, Braun Strowman, and now Alexa Bliss. The ending of SmackDown, in my opinion, was perfect. Uh, like I say, if you didn't understand that Swamp match, it's because you were looking at it through your regular eyes. That Swamp match was not a Swamp match, but a Firefly Funhouse match. So, I'm going to say this again, man, just because it makes, it's just, I love it so much. But, uh, that Firefly Funhouse, two weeks before the match... We had a, a segment on SmackDown that said uh, a Firefly Funhouse is what, we're, is what we were going to get later on. And then we were at the Swamp with the Eater of Worlds Bray. Eater of Worlds Bray. Uh, when people, every podcast I listen to, I listen to a lot of shows. Uh, shouts out to Going There Raw. Shouts out to the PW Torch, Wade Keller. You know, shouts out to them, man. Great shows. Uh, shouts out to Cheap Heat. I love Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg. Uh, Stat Guy Greg. Great shows. So. Uh, this Firefly Funhouse, man. It's, it's inside of Bray's mind. It's not a place. It's not a building that you can walk up to. Uh, you're not going to send any mail to this place. And honestly, you know that. Think about the Firefly Funhouse. What is it? It's a it's a house with you know blue walls. It has windows. Uh, and what do you see when you look at those windows? It's just a bright blue sky. The sky is never that bright and blue. With I don't know how Seth Rollins got there. I would I would love to just take more time and just really think about how Seth Rollins got there. But you notice when he tried to burn it down uh, a week or two later, it was back the way it was, like nothing ever happened. It's not a place. It's a vast, different place. Remember when John Cena had that Firefly Funhouse match with the Fiend? He went to WrestleMania. And he went out there in front of the in front of the ring. He was on the stage, and all of a sudden he wasn't. And then he was just in the Firefly Funhouse. And right before he opened that door and walked through, you saw the same exact sign that you see before Braun entered the swamp. Abandoned all hope, ye who enter. So this Firefly Funhouse is. Much more dangerous than any of us could ever imagine. You're not going to be able to imagine what's going to happen when you have a Firefly Funhouse match. And I don't think Braun was ready. We haven't seen Braun since. Uh, but he will be the first... That's the second person to make it out of the Firefly Funhouse. So we'll see. 
but that's why the Firefly Funhouse match didn't seem like it made any sense at all. It's because it didn't. It's not supposed to. You're not supposed to understand Bray Wyatt's mind. The hell's wrong with you? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh it's so good, man. Then the way SmackDown ends with uh Bailey retaining Nikki not being able to quite cope with her failures. Uh, she pushes down Alexa Bliss. And as Alexa Bliss watches her friend walk away, uh, the lights, they start to go out in sections. They dim. Then they go all the way out. And the crowd is silent. Where did everybody go? And then, all of a sudden, there's just a red light. And you know what that means. That means you're in there with him. You're in there with the fiend. And it's weird because I've been to a fiend match. When I saw, I watched the fiend take on Daniel Bryan for the SmackDown Women's. Uh, I mean, oh my God, the SmackDown, the Universal Championship. I've seen the fiend take on Daniel Bryan. And let me just—I'll describe that match to you the way that I perceived it there live. Is there's a ring, there's a crowd. There's a ramp, there's lights, there's energy, there's people, there's hope. And when you get into the ring with the fiend, all of us all of a sudden it's dark. And then there's light, but there's only a red light. It's only on the ring. And everything is blacked out. The stage is blacked out. The crowd is blacked out. And sometimes the crowd even goes silent like it did on SmackDown. And you're just there. And you're there with this this thing. This this fiend. And honestly, the person in the ring has to feel isolated and trapped. And have to feel like they've abandoned all hope. And that's what is that's the mind game that the fiend plays uh, with his victims. And so that's exactly what you got from Alexa Bliss is is hopelessness. And there was no way out for her. And she knew that. And I mean running when it did when it did her any good. And then run where? Honestly, when those lights go out and the ring is red you don't see anything else it honestly makes you feel like like this is it there's nothing else here except for me this ring and this thing uh i was playing the witcher 3 the hunt and on that game you have to fight these things called the fiend called fiends and they're really big like uh kind of like deer looking things uh, but they're really swole like just big muscular things and then they uh, you get to a point where you're fighting these fiends where it's like I guess it's something that the fiend can do it, uh, it makes everything black it blackens everything out 
and you can very just you can just so every so ever so faintly see this thing that this monster that you're trying to kill. Um, but it's the similarities between the fiend on that game and then the fiend that we see in the WWE are staggering. So uh, it's great, man. Just see what this fiend character can do, and then just see how uh, how the things are laid out. It's, it's, I personally, I personally have enjoyed this whole uh, broad and fiend, uh, broad and Bray Wyatt setup because Bray Wyatt is one of the only guys that can just disappear for a month and without injury, and it's okay. And it, it works for his character. It works for the story that they try to tell. Uh, and honestly, Larry thinks that the that Braun can get past the Fiend at SummerSlam. Uh, I want to see it. I want to see what Braun can do to get past the Fiend. And uh, the Fiend attacking Alexa Bliss is the Fiend playing more in mind games with Braun Strowman. The Fiend knows that Alexa Bliss means quite a bit to Braun Strowman. So, that's one of his best friends. Uh, Team Little Big. He's obviously infatuated with the beautiful Alexa Bliss. Uh, I mean, honestly, who wouldn't be? <laughs> I mean, there we go, man. The Fiend. This story with the Fiend and Braun honestly has the most... The most story behind it, the most meaning and the most meat behind it. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I'm always going to root for The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. Uh, they're my favorite. And I'm, yes, I am referring to them as uh, separate beings. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, so thank you all for sticking with me. I'm going to try to put a little something in there for. Uh, for your wait time on the on me, you know, doing this show in separate sections. So appreciate that, man. Uh, hopefully, Larry is back next week, and maybe even more people. This might turn into a three-man show. So stick out, just stick this out with me. Uh, thank you all for listening. Have a good night. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Uh, avoid crowds at all cost uh, and maybe one day just one day we can get past this coronavirus thing and this can just be a distant memory uh, but right now do the best you can to keep yourself and your family safe